Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? Hey friends, how are you today? This is Shug Burry, and I am the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. And boy, do we have a show for you today. I am with my buddy. I am with my uh, Ed McMahon to my Johnny Carson. I am with John <laughs> Berg, who is producing our show today. Thanks, John. Thank you, Shug. You're too nice. Yeah, and then you got a lovely Chet, who's Chet. a dog. He's holding it down back here. Yep. Sit- next to you. He's dog watching for a friend. And it's everything I can do to get this job done because I love puppies. (laughs) He's not a puppy, but I love dogs. I planned this, Shug. I planned it. Can I take him home? I'll puppy watch. You want want a dog sit for me? A little blue blue would love it. You know, she lost little Buster, so now she'd love a little friend. friend. Well, he's a good one. Yeah, but hey, friends, today we're doing the best of, the best of him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. And why are we talking about this? This is part two. Make sure you go back to part one and give it a listen. We, I had fun with you, John. It was a good time, Shug. Yeah. All these shows are fun. You know, we could just we could just bond together, John. You're just so special. Well, if the, the listeners could just, hear, <laughs> could just hear the behind the scenes in between shows, not just with you and me, but with your guests and everybody, If they taped it, right? they yeah. would never let me come on. The behind the scenes, yeah. yeah. We're un- telling un- it like it is. We're getting honest <laughs> and real. with Shug. Yeah, I don't mess around. You know, I just tell it like it is. You know, we got a show that we're doing tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to it. And John, um, since this is the best of, we can't get it on there because we haven't taped it yet, but it's called um, Am I Ashamed of My Skin Color? And it's with Monique Dusson. And we talk, we're getting real. I hear questions from my friends, my neighbors. Um, you know, I am a white suburbanite, just going to say it. And uh, we are, we're asking questions about CRT. We're going to be asking questions about Antifa. We're talking about how to get unity in the Christian environment and why there's so much divisiveness. I'm, would you please come on with me on that show? Absolutely, Shug. It's going to be you a good You couldn't one. stop me. It, oh, really good. Wild that's, horses couldn't drag good me news. away. And would you pray, friends, that I don't say something absolutely stupid? <laughs> Because this it. is a sensitive <laughs> subject, and I just, I just really, what you're going to guarantee you're going to pray for me, or you're going to guarantee I'm going to say something we stupid. We won't let anything stupid yeah. slip on the okay, air. Okay, good. Well, then we'll have to pull it out if that's the case. But we're doing the best of, and we're doing clips of it so you guys can listen. And I want to do this because so many people say, "Oh, I have this problem," and I'm like, "Well, I'll go back to number episode so and so, and you can listen to it." Um, and we, I have been blessed for with three years of awesome shows. We haven't repeated one yet. Some I get a little fired up on. But I really, the one I'm going to play for you in just a minute is episode number 53, Why Do You Try to Fix It When All I Want You to Do Is Listen? Uh, who do you think I'm pointing that question to, John? <laughs> Men of the world. Yes, men, I, I have, I've been there. Men of the world. And we have some of our dear friends on there who have Hearts Igniting Ministries. And it is Renee and Brian Kelva. Listen in. It's, it's just a clash of chemistry that's happening. And it takes a lot of love to really fight for that connection in the midst of that's it. That's right. And, and understanding uh, between us. But we need to know as women, it's, it's not because they don't love us. Mm-hmm. It's it may be that they need to put a little more work. You know, sometimes it feels like they just want to skip to the to the, the heart of the conversation and move on without hearing how your feelings were, or what the situation was, or what led to it. Right. So let me ask my husband this question. Okay. You're on, Jay Brian. Okay. Do you feel, <laughs> as a man, do you feel more qualified 
to deal with feelings or do you feel more qualified to fix a problem? Set I feel up. more qualified to fix a problem, absolutely. And so that is going to be his response. Mm-hmm. He He's not going to want to step into the thing that he feels not good at. He, he, he doesn't he's not really sure how to deal with the feelings part, mm-hmm. but he well, wants just, to deal with the part that he feels privately. I need to tell you that I, I do feel a little qualified. <laughs> well, just saying you've been practicing. I have been practicing. Your empathy muscle is and, growing and other men can practice too. Yes, exactly. You know why you two are back smooching in the corner. I just want to take a moment with you ladies. <laughs> Ladies, this is, <laughs> they're smooching. This is him for her radio women's hot topics. It's steaming up in here. John, you got any air conditioning for us? <laughs> that was a fun show, wasn't it? You know, it? it was. And they were kissing. You know, it was, it was getting a little deep. Well, Jay Bryan, <laughs> Jay Bryan, what a sport. He comes in and he takes uh, everything you throw at him. And, and I thought he did a great job. You know, we did a show with the both of them another time called How to Keep Your Marriage Hot. And I have to say, it takes, I work with people in prison. I work with death row people. I hear all sorts of things. And it takes a lot to get me to blush. I blushed <laughs> through most of that show. I was beat red. I was like, I, I don't know if we can air this. But How to Keep Your Marriage Hot was fun, too. But what we talked about is, why do, you, why do you try to fix it when all I want you to do is listen? And that's what a lot of women feel about their husbands or their spouses or their boyfriends. You know, just... Why are you wired that way? And they cover it. They're super smart. They cover it uh, in, in a professional way and also as a husband and wife. So you guys listen in. It was a lot of fun. Episode number 53. So I want to just take a minute and talk about something a little more serious if I could. Number 51 is an episode that we did called Inviting Jesus into Our Mess. And you guys know we got messy lives. Like none of us have it going. You know, I know that if you do, would you call me? I want to know what secret you have. But, you know, we all got messes in our lives and things happen from time to time. How do you invite Jesus into our mess? How do we invite a Lord we can't see? And it really would be great for people to listen to this of all levels of faith, whether they be seekers or mature Christians. And we did it with Mary Bertelson and Nona Hovey, and they start to describe a little bit about their experience. So it's like I would always discount everything that was the truth I heard, but I'd think, well, that's for everybody else but me. Mm-hmm. And so where did you experience the greatest healing? Well, when I brought Jesus my mess, I said, Jesus, would you heal me? And he said, I've been trying. Mm. Say that again. <laughs> well, when I said, Jesus, would you heal me? He said, I have been trying. Mm. And I realized that I had even pushed him away, every kindness away, everything because of all the little walls of self-protection that we all put around our hearts, that I had done that really big. And I had even pushed the truth of him away. Wow. That is so impactful. Nona, did you experience anything like that where you felt that he was trying to reach to you, but you were pushing him away? You know, I I don't know that I, I, I experienced it quite that way, but what I experienced that is similar is that Jesus helped me when I could not help myself. I wanted to change, but I couldn't pull it off. And I didn't know how to encounter Jesus in a way that would invite him to help pull it off. Because I knew scripture would say, Jesus does it, not you. But I didn't know how how that even looked to become my reality. 
You know, these ladies, they get to the heart of it, John. Absolutely. And they don't mess around. They were sharing their heart and soul about how do you invite Jesus into your mess. They don't go deep into what their mess was, good thing. But they talk <laughs> about, you know, how to, how to do that. What does that look like? What are the practical ways? So I really encourage you guys to please listen to that. If that just, you know, if, if you're hearing any of these shows, your heart starts to palpitate. Like, I, I really think I should listen to that. I would encourage you to go to that. And um, it was episode number 51 with Mary Bertelson and Nona Javi. So um, the next one I want to talk about a little bit, if I could, is about safety. You know, what's going on in this world? What are the crazy things that are happening? And um, we've had this gentleman on, Simon Asimo, before. You, you know, he, he doesn't call himself an expert. I got to tell you, he is an expert. John, did you know he worked for the FBI? I do. I actually do. He, Simon is a professional of the first rate. I mean, he is. He's and great. He counsels a lot of companies, corporations, churches on safety, the Mall of America. And then my daughter used to work at the Mall of America in security. And she said, Mom, I, I, I remember listening and him. watching him come in. <laughs> he's got so that distinct accent. That's a, that's, yeah, you can't miss him. It, I, I want to be British. He has a, a, a fabulous accent. But he really blessed us. You know, women, we have a gut instinct. You know how that is? We got gut radar. If something feels funny, we can feel it in our gut. He addresses that right now. Try and if you're sat in that hotel lobby, make sure you're looking around and seeing who is coming into to the lobby. Mm-hmm. If you do find yourself in that position, you know, fall back on some of those templates. Where are you sitting? Are you comfortable wherever doors, learning to just quickly look and see where these things are? And then what you have to do in that moment is the government run, hide, fight. You, Say that again. The government run, hide, fight. The government, was that the first one? Yes. So the government used the slogan run, hide, fight. Okay, and run, that, hide, fight. Okay. And, and if we've got time, sugar, I'll just give a very high level as to what that, yes, what that means. Yes, so, so run means run like your life depends on it. Okay, so John, I got I to gotta give a little background to this. Um, you know, he is just so wise. <laughs> and what I told him on the show was, hey, you know what I did once? We were in a hotel lobby, and uh, I see these, you know, people, they're making a big disturbance, they're causing a problem. And I'm, John, I'm one of those weird people who stands up and says, <laughs> goes towards it. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Jesus loves you. Knock it off, you know? And, and it, I, 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 but my problem is I'm always working with, you know, felons inside a prison so i'm kind of <laughs> gutsy but i forget that the security guards aren't standing behind me with their their, their weapons yeah. so we're in a hotel lobby we're with friends and i got up and i started to talk to these people and all of a sudden they backed off i mean these big dudes john yeah and i turned around and looked and one of my friends that's like six foot four stood up right behind <laughs> me so i just want i just had to give a little bit of a background to that and he's starting to go into number one um run fight and hide. No, run, hide and fight. Don't get that in the wrong order. Run, hide and fight. He just started to talk about run. Let's continue to listen. And do not look back. You know, if you're in that hotel lobby and something happens, run. No one really cares that it was actually, you know, something fell on the floor when you you were scared and startled because you'll be safe. Mm -hmm. Um, If you feel there is danger, run away as fast as you can. Do not feel any fear or judgment if you got the situation wrong because you're going to be safe. So that's run the second one they say which is a common one that people get wrong is hide go back to when you're a child hide means that you can go somewhere where you can't be seen if you're in a room which has windows and you can't lock the door 
you cannot hide. You need to leave that room very quickly. You see some incidents where people are underneath desks, they've gone into cupboards. If there's no lock on the door, that's not a hiding spot. If there's glass and you can be seen, that's not hiding. Uh, and then the, first, the last one is fight. The government says if you, um, you can't do run or hide, you fight like your life depends on it with any weapon possible. But here's the thing where I feel the government get it wrong in their advice, Shug is that run, hide, fight, for me, what I say to people is, this is a menu of options. It is not an order. People are becoming so used to saying, well, run, hide, fight. It could be that your only option is to fight first. If you're in a room, there's one door, one um one one door in someone comes in to cause harm how can you hide how can you run you can't you fight mm-hmm. um so you got to you really got to think of those and acknowledge those of they are an order and depending on the the circumstances that I'm in I might have to do something different okay. you always want to run away first but but really think of them as an an uh, menu of options not an order so so you're talking about run hide fight really good suggestions but do you use your de-escalation before you start to fight do you try to use some of these tips that you are, are mentioning earlier in our program? Uh, and that's, that's a yes, yes, but no type of answer. It depends on the circumstance that you are in. Most, the best way to de-escalate anything um, is uh, just a person turning up, be that a police officer or, or, or you. But you always want to try and remove yourself from the situation. That is the best way to de-escalate. Just ask yourself, do I even need to be here, Shug? You mm-hmm. know, do I need to be in this situation? Is my presence making this person more agitated, more emotional? Um, really intensifying their, their crisis. So always think about, do you need to, to need to be there? And again, your God radar, your instinct is going to tell you, should I intervene or do I need to remove myself from the situation? You know, did you hear that, ladies? Your gut radar or your God radar, depends on how you want to hear it. Um, but he, it was so helpful. It was so educational. He's done four shows total with us, two on de-escalation and two on um, staying safe in this crazy world. Listen up, ladies. We got to quit being uh, victims in this situation. And he gives us a lot of great tips. That show was number 157, part two on de-escalation. So the next one I had a lot of fun doing. It was with Becky Danielson. And um, she is just a fabulous woman. Love her dearly. And we did one on mom shaming. Now, how did I decide to do it on mom shaming? I was sitting getting my hair done, John. (laughs) I know it's not my real hair color. And I would get my hair done and I asked my um, my gal who does my hair, I said, what, uh, what's the hot topic with women today? And she goes, everybody is criticizing everybody else on the way they parent. What do you do? What should you do? And what should you not do? I mean, that's Becky, that's really a big question. If you've been a mother who has been mom shamed or maybe your mom shaming other moms, what, what suggestions do you have for us? I'd say number one, be positive. Just, just con- Consider where it's coming from. Consider what your convictions are, what you believe in, the choices you've made. Um, Yes, there's fluidity in parenting and you can change. But when you've made a decision on this is how you are going to raise your child, it's your child. God Mm -hmm. gave you that particular child for this particular point in time. Um, So stay positive and persevere because your child is ultimately your responsibility and not someone else's. Um, I think it really helps a lot of times to have a short and simple answer to why you've made that choice, especially if it's something that might be a little bit different than the people you run with or the other kids' parents on the team or um, what have you. Um, I would really, the the don't is don't retaliate. Uh, Don't escalate the situation. 
um, and don't bully back. Um, I think a lot of times kids kids learn what they see. When you think about bad language or you think about bad manners or you think about um, behaviors that our kids do, they, they emulate their parents and what their parents do. I mean, when you think about what kids play at home, they, they play house, they play store, they play doctor, they play, you know, the experiences that they've had. Well, if they see parents being mean to one another, they'll think that that's how they should be in their relationships mm-hmm. as well. So so, will... so if two little girls are playing with Barbies and one Barbie's got a little two of a low cut <laughs> shirt on, that other mom, <laughs> I, that other kid's going to lean over and say, "I see my mom. I don't think you should wear that. That's inappropriate." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've I've had some of that on my website even from from moms that you know with the clothing, with the appropriateness of the clothing and the makeup for dance recitals. I mean, you name it. There's mom shaming across the board because everyone has an opinion. So your advice to us is, you know, don't don't collaborate them one. No. Don't retaliate. No. Be no. loving. Yep. And if you're on social media and you get those comments, either ignore it or again have that quick answer. You can just make that thanks for sharing and just leave it. Don't don't start the whole you know war and, on and social media. Walk away from the computer friends because mm-hmm. it's gonna eat at you yes. the longer you stare at it. You know, this mom shaming, John, has been going on for centuries. For a long time, as long as moms have been around, right? <laughs> I know, for centuries. And I think COVID just illuminated it. Send them to school, don't send them to school. Masks, not masks. I and, remember hockey mom shaming from my youth. That, yeah. That, that was a thing. Crazy moms. <laughs> Look out. You know, we're going to talk about dads, dad shaming one day. <laughs> okay, so the next one I want to talk about, really excited, um, is again, Jim Burns. I remember, oh my gosh, you guys, I came across his book. And his book is Doing Life with Your Adult Children, Keeping the Doormat Out and Your Mouth Shut. And i like, that's a book I could use. And so I read the book, and it was really awesome. And then I asked him, I'm like, John, there's no way this very famous man is coming on my show. Oh, and he came nonsense. back and he said, I'd love to. And not only that, I think he's been on like four times. He's been on. He's a regular guest. Yeah, we have we had him on. He's a, an amazing person. And I really encourage you guys to listen to this show as well. It's Doing Life with Your Adult Children, episode number 110, part one. I wanted to find out from you um, what exactly, you know, was going on in your life. What prompted you to write this book? Because, like, it's amazing. Cover to cover, it is amazing. And I've read a lot of books. That's Linda Burns. This is desperation. I mean, I had three kids who were becoming adults. <laughs> let's face it. And, you know, I used to laugh at our kids. They'd get to be eight. You know, my kids are now in their 30s, but they'd be like 18, 19, and they'd say, but I'm an adult. Yeah. And I'd go, well, then act like an adult, you know, <laughs> and then they would want their freedom. And at the same time, they would want some money uh, and want us to keep paying for the cell phone and whatnot. And take so notes, we John, were struggling with it. But then we realized our friend group was also struggling. And then Homework's the largest provider of parenting seminars in the United States. And so really? we would come into a seminar. We'd be talking about, you know, competent parenting or energizing your kid's spiritual life or, you know, talking to your kids about sex. But we're talking about younger kids. Right. And then somebody would come up and say, but what about my 23 year old who's, you know, violating values? Or what about my, you know, 25 year old who is failing to launch? Or how long do we keep them on the, you know, on the bank account? And all of a sudden we realized it was a big deal. Finally, a friend of mine asked me to speak in Hawaii, of all places. Can you speak in Honolulu? Let me no problem. Out. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then he said, well, I want you to speak on parenting adult children. I went, oh, no. 
But Kathy and I will be there. We'll speak on something else. And then we'll sit in the front row because we're desperate. <laughs> and his wife came back and said, we prayed about it, Jim. You're the one to do this. And I was like, oh, great. She used the prayer, you know, the prayer uh, uh, guilt. You can't say no to that. So, no, no. And it ended up, I figured there'd be, you know, five of us sitting around a table. I had just come from a general session. There was about 4,500 of this thing. And they announced that I was going to be in a different room. Well, the different room was because it was so popular and we had mainly parents of adult kids, but we had some adult kids, too, saying, I go, you don't have adult kids. I go, oh, no, my mom needs to hear this. I'm recording. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. So it, it's become a major thing. I mean, we just last week, now the book has been out for over a year. Just last week, it was number one in three categories on Amazon. So it wow. just keeps on wow. coming. Wow. I, I tell you, I, I'm laughing. Listen to it again. It's it's hilarious. And, you know, he talks about children. And the next show I want to share is how did you get to have kids? How did this happen? <laughs> We're going to do one on can submission be sexy. We aired it at number 37, episode number 37, part two. I'm on there with some wonderful women, Morgan Wood, Steph Anderson, and Reagan Kramer. And we start to get a little hot and sizzly on this conversation. Submit. There's the word, ladies, right there. Submit. Did you all hear that? Steph, are you paying attention? <laughs> yes, I am. I love that. It's Sub a big word. <laughs> submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. Oh, I'm going to say that again. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Now, I could go on and on. I encourage you guys, get a Bible, for goodness sake. Open it up. It is our manual. It is God's word. It is alive and breathing, and none of it is out of date. None of it is old-fashioned. You need to read the entire understanding the verses around it in order to understand how beautiful actually this is. Reagan, have you ever had troubles submitting to your spouse? Yes, I have. <laughs> I think we all do <laughs> when we first get married. Um, but I had a, uh, a mentor and um, I was listening to her one day and she basically said, um, anytime my husband wants to be with me. I say yes. Now, what do you mean by be with me? You're not you? talking like coffee. He's not going to sit there, have a glass of wine. John, you're blushing. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking coffee or you're lattes. Or, no. But anytime that he wants to make love with me. Oh, there we are. I, am I blushing yet? No, okay. I am. <laughs> it um, is hot in here. <laughs> it is really hot in here. Okay. Um, and I was like, really? That's intense. Like, I mean, I had to take that in and think about that for a while because what that means is being submissive. And I grew up being someone that needs to be in control and don't tell me what to do. And that was just the way I, I'm wired. Mm -hmm. And so when I got married, wow, did I have to learn, open up the scriptures and learn what God is saying to me and how to be submissive and just like the verse you read. And when my mentor said that to me, I just had to pray and I had to be like, Lord, you have to help me with this because this is really, it doesn't come naturally, but it is a huge blessing. And let me tell you, ladies, I mean, unless she's sick or something, you know, if she says yes to her husband, she's like, I have been so blessed and our marriage has had been so blessed. Mm -hmm. And I have to agree with her. Um, when I do that, it, that's how my husband feels loved. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and, really and, and if you're listening for the first time, no, we're not marriage counselors. We are a bunch of ladies who love the Lord, love His Word, and we're talking about can submission be sexy? Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> what I might, I don't steamy. even know how to respond to that. I can't even see in there. I don't, I don't it's all know. Steamy. You know, but you know, it's scriptural, people. You know, God created sex, and we our spouses, and you know, so we talk about it. So please listen in. It was a great show. It was tons of fun. Can Submission Be Sexy? Part two, we get really deep in. Uh, but I really, I enjoyed it. I, I've enjoyed all of our shows, John. It's just been such a hoot. And John, you've been on most of them with me. So thank you so much. I've been on most of them. It's a blessing every single time. I've been to your ministry's events, which was absolutely wonderful with my mother. Shug, you're a blessing. Oh, thank you. thank you. Him for her, H-I-M, number for her uh, ministries, and I want you to go to it. It's uh, himforher.org. Please donate. Please help us bring more, sh- more shows like this. I'm going to be taking it on the road, friends, in the RV and interviewing people on the street. Thank you so much, John. Thank you to all of our guests. we got some hot shows coming up, even more. So I really ask you to tune in, listen, pray for us, and remember, Jesus loves you. Maybe today, ask him into your heart and say, yes, Lord. This is Sugbury. Over and out. You know I love you. Hey, ladies. This is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies. And each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony, how they receive Christ in their life. This is Suge Burry. You know I love you. Over and out.